finish yours. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Today is the first Wednesday of the month. I'm wearing a shirt that I made myself. I know I kind of look a little colorful. It's awesome. It is. Well, yeah. AJ, stop well, talking you. about it. Well, the reason I'm colorful is because we have very colorful guests and we're going to actually be doing some bitching in the kitchen with Kathy and Cheryl. <laughs> First Wednesday of the month, we have Kathy Hester's Vegan Kitchen and she's going to be making some really exciting recipes today. She's going to be making everything's vegan, of course, vegan goat cheese, no goat required and something that's very intriguing pizza fondue and she's going to give you an incredible offer she's had for years this cooking club and it is the best value in town i've taken her classes and if her classes are an hour be prepared to be there three hours if you need to be no <laughs> question you know how like in saving private ryan no what was that no i forget there's a saying with saving oh, no soldier no person left behind no man left behind exactly right? well in kathy's teachings no question is left behind and if you right. if you Throw something at her. I remember I was taking this class and it was really interesting because Kathy doesn't just teach recipes and recipes are great and they're fun to watch. But if you don't learn some technique or actually do it, you're not going to really advance in your kitchen fitness. And I was in the class and I had said something about a, a, a salad dressing. I think it was a sauce class. And my mom, when I was little, used to get something from either Good, Good Seasons or Seven Seeds called Green Goddess Dressing. Yeah. And green. And Kathy had never heard of it. She's younger than me. And like, she literally like created it on the spot. So if you really want to have some fun and learn, she's got a tremendous offer. It's below in the show notes and she'll tell you about it as well. But she's an extraordinary chef. Uh, her recipes are great. And by the way, Kathy, I waited till I was out of faux parmesan to try your technique of toasting it. And it was good. I don't, I would, I need them side by side though, to see if it's a a big enough difference for me to take that extra step being lazy, but it was certainly delicious. She, she's got a lot of tips, tricks, and if you don't know how to use a machine, I think this is where she excels. Like she can figure stuff out for those of us that are not willing to read the manual. Uh, she, she's, a, I consider her a machine expert. So please welcome her and Cheryl to the show. Happy new year. You guys, you guys went live so much. I yeah. mean, I could not believe it. Every time I, I turned on my phone, it's Kathy Hester is live. <laughs> we, well, we promised everybody we would go live through the holidays, both like Christmas and new year's, because it seemed like a lot of people were kind of alone. And so my fondue obsession and those of you who are already on my e email list you got another like hello i'm kathy and i'm obsessed with fondue email and we're going to do another fondue here and so what i need you guys to do because we're making it up just like we would do in kathy's cooking club so some recipes i come to you and i go hello this is a recipe and sometimes in Kathy's Cooking Club, I'm like, let me show you how I develop recipes and make the choices I do. And that helps you have the skills to take anybody's recipes, veganize them, and tweak them for your particular dietary needs, allergies, and family, right? Or just your particular taste. Right? Yeah. And so sometimes you're in a family and I win and Cheryl loses, but sometimes Cheryl wins. <laughs> sometimes Cheryl wins too. So don't I worry. win in the onions. I always win in the onions. If you guys saw the last time I was $30 later, whatever it was. 
but, you know, I actually, at first I thought she was being kind of a baby, but then I actually saw her point when you taught me how to use the, the thing. And I thought, you know, maybe these would be a little bit better, smaller, just, yeah. just from a culinary standpoint. They were huge. Well, and Cheryl ate all the smaller ones. And, and, and so what we're talking about now is the Breville food processor peel and dice. So it had the dice blades. You can watch that on Chef AJ. And soon Cheryl will have some time and she can edit some of the ones. We're going to put up some shorter things. But uh, I think it was Natalie Slater who who wrote a review for a book and called me the appliance whisperer. Yeah. And I really like that. The machine queen. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of like all these titles and I know uh, Mona's probably on here. I can't see who's watching because we're through zoom on my side, but Mona sent me the cutest necklace and it says Oak queen on it. I have it on my fridge. I have to show you this and it just really, you know, isn't that the most adorable? Can you see that a little bit? I love it. That is very, very clever. Oh, and it's just so sweet. And it, all these little titles just make me so happy. They do. And so Kathy's Cooking Club, I'll tell you about it in a minute, then we'll get cooking and I'll try and answer any questions that might come up about it. It's a membership. You get two cl two classes every month. And this month we're doing something super special for January. Mm -hmm. We're doing, um, I think I called it 2024 plant-based foundation. So we're going to make some basic stuff that you need that you can make delicious. That's whole food, plant-based, no oil. There are always SOS options and usually sofas options wherever possible. Um, if you have some other specific allergies, those are addressed as much as I can. I can at least give you some substitutes or we'll tweak it into a new recipe. But if that wasn't enough, and like Chef AJ says, I mean, a short class might be an hour and a half to two and a half hours. Usually there's three hours. I, I don't know that you've ever done an hour and a half class. I, I did like one. You can't one. even do an hour and a half live. <laughs> that's kind of true. So... <laughs> And here's the thing, you don't have to just sit there too. If you're like, that's way too long for me, I'm out. You can attend live just like you are now and we do the class or it's recorded just like now. You'll be able to watch this live, right? In about an hour or two hours from the beginning. But you get over a hundred classes that have already been recorded and that's pretty much worth a lot of money. The normal price for the class is $50 a month or $500 a year. And this is the absolute last time it's ever going to be $25 a month or $250 a year. And this is for new people joining. If you need to switch from month to year, you can email support at Healthy Slow Cooking and Cheryl will help you with that. Um, there's not a way to do that through Thrivecart. So basically your whole plant-based cooking experience is already there and you could start watching classes with actually the class chef AJ's talked about is up now and you can download the PDF to get the recipes. Um, what else? Oh, the one question that people always say, well, how long does, do I get it for $25 a month? Right? Because there's usually a bait and switch. Well, for three months or then next <laughs> year, it'll be $700. No, 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 no. Whatever you buy it now, as long as you stay a member, it stays that price. That's why I'm really trying to get out the word. I don't talk about the membership a lot. It's an amazing community. It's very supportive. We're going to be doing these um, 
one class of basics. We're also going to do a 10-day Mary's Mini. And I'm still working on how we're going to do that, but we're going to do a prep class, and then we're going to be doing some things in a group that I'm creating just for Kathy's Cooking Club. So if you have more questions about that, don't bother Chef A. If you have some big questions, ask Chef AJ now. If you're watching the replay, just email support at Healthy Slow Cooking, and Cheryl will get those answered for you. Yeah, and, and I do want to point out that, you know, the average class time is about three hours. And I would say you get a lot of value for your buck because, you know, she always says she's going to do like four or five recipes. Four recipes are the minimum. But like I just gave um, someone a class that I'm putting in a bundle. I don't know who that might be or when that bundle might be happening. But I realized there's like seven recipes in that in that one class. So yeah. there are often more. Yeah. There's there's often a lot. And like she said, we're going to do the special Mary's mini in January. And then every quarter we'll probably do some Thanks. other kind of like additional thing. Special thing. Special. So, so we're trying this out. So those of you who have signed up for the and bought it on sale, you know, last week, got an email. And this is the only time it's a little unplanned. We're going to test the waters with mm -hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. But Enough about that. When you have questions, I will come back to them. We are going to make first a goat cheese, faux goat cheese, because we don't do cheese. We don't do goaty things yet. Here, let's put it up underneath. So this is what the spread looks like. And oh, you know what? I didn't even, if you add some chia seed to this recipe, and that's also in there, I'm trying to see where I put, here we go. And this is like exercise holding this up like this. <laughs> Here, this isn't the best presentation, but look, I made little logs and little patties with it too. The patties I made without adding any chia seeds, this log, I rolled in some everything bagel seasoning and I put some ground chia seeds in there. So you could have a lovely cheese platter. And Kathy, these are all oil-free, right? Oh yeah, Fantastic. and no and no nuts. Oh my God! They're, so it, it, both the, both recipes today are nut free, or just the goat cheese? Both recipes today are goat free. Uh, goat, goat free. free. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so you so what you're saying is even though you're vegan, most of the time you're using goats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're making them without goats today. <laughs> Hello, I'm Kathy Hester, and I'm a middle-aged woman. <laughs> uh, so, yes, neither one of them has nuts. On the blog, I do have nut options for these. So there is the very original faux goat cheese I made had almonds, macadamia nuts, and beans. And I wanted to redo that because we're doing McDougal. And going back to all my other classes, people are probably like, well, you've only been doing McDougal since last July. I bet I can't eat stuff from those 100 classes. Yes, you can. They all have whole food, plant-based, no all options. So you're good. So this one, and actually, the and then there, you can look at two fondue, well, one fondue, one queso recipe that's on healthy, slow cooking right now. The oat queso is how we're going to kind of make our new fondue, our new pizza fondue. And if you hung out with us New Year's Eve, and didn't we hang out for like four and a half hours, something ridiculous. I I, I thought I was going to fall asleep. Um, 
we made one. And so what I did is I took the oat queso recipe, took out the queso-esque elements, and we added in some more fondue elements. And Chef AJ, the only thing I'm sorry of is that you can't, you still can't eat the goat cheese because we're using beans. We're using beans and we're using okara, which is the pulp from soy milk. And I'm allergic to soy, but that's okay. But I can have the pizza fondue, right? Right. Absolutely. And one of the things you could do as an option with the pizza fondue is make some okara ricotta and top that as a topping. And we can talk about that. When I put out this recipe, the first thing people were like, what's okara? I don't understand what okara is. How, you know, okara is not okara flour. It's not soy flour. I've done no experiments with that. So if you can't have, if, if you don't make your own soy milk, you could use silken tofu or regular tofu instead. We're going to use a half a cup of okara. You could probably use cooked cauliflower, cooked um, potato. We're just trying to get it to firm up. We're trying to make it a little thicker. Still doesn't help you, Chef AJ, but you could use these seasonings in something like a potato cauliflower mash or something like that. Or we could use those same flavorings in the oat fondue that we're going to make. And that would be a way, the, the goaty comes from lactic acid, lemon juice, apple cider vinegar. And that we, we're making it tangier than we make a regular cheese, like my sliceable American cheese that I made um, for Cheryl to do grilled compliant grilled cheese sandwiches with tomato soup. So let me show you what this is. So this, this machine actually, and I wanted to, this is my favorite large milk maker that plugs in. It makes soups, it does soy milk. A lot of people like the almond cow. There's nothing wrong with the almond cow. And I have a whole post about all the different milk makers. So you can find the one that's good for you. I love soy milk. And basically I can either put a half a cup of soaked soy beans or a half a cup of not soaked soy beans, fill it up with water. I plug it in, I click the soy setting and it does its magic. So I made some this morning. It's been sitting around a little bit. So this is what it looks like inside. Um, sometimes I'll use a double strainer like this. You could use a nut milk bag. Nut milk bags creep me out, so I don't use them. And I'll probably spill some of this. Now, I will say the Mio Mat makes pretty fine okara. So we're not going to get as much out of it as maybe we would something else. So, and you can see, I don't know if you saw the heat came out. So there was a little, so I just kind of go through here and see there's the okara. And it's very fine. It's almost sour cream-esque from the Mio Mat. And you'll see that, you know, I'm just gonna use one, just to make it simple for you guys. Usually I would use two, but, um, but why? make it more complicated except for the fact that I'm Kathy Hester. And in addition to being obsessed with fondue, I like to make my life more complicated sometimes. You do better. And so whenever I make any non-dairy milk, this is how I strain it. I especially strain oat milk through, an, through this because if you put oat milk through um, a nut milk bag and you, and I'm gonna scrape around, I will say 
I will be, I'm going to have to let this soak because I let this sit a while. If you're making homemade soy milk, please do yourself just the very best favor and clean it as soon as it's done. And I did that with this part, which is what, what whirs it up. Because I'm not going to scrub this for three days. <laughs> it takes five minutes or a lot of time. So you can see it really is nothing too terribly complicated. And if you don't like soy milk, you, you probably could use almond pulp if you make almond milk. You probably could even use rice pulp if you make rice milk. And it doesn't have to be through the Miomat. You can make it in your Vitamix. So, and see how, actually, I'm going to see if I can use this camera. Oh, nope. That, it's not actually on. Oh, Cheryl moved in the other one, but you can kind of see, see how smooth it is. I like to use the leftover and make ricotta. That's my favorite thing to do with Okara. And actually in Kathy's Cooking Club, we just did a milk pulp class. So we made we made cream cheese, nut-free. Well, we did a nut-free version and a nutful version. We made ricotta and we made some almond pulp crackers. So kind of my thing, I like to reuse this because look, do you know how much Kite Hill Ricotta costs now? It's $10 for that amount. This is free stuff I might normally throw out. So, so that's where Okara comes from. Does anybody have any Okara questions? And then I have little Okara that I saved. You can um, freeze it. And this, I'll show you too. If I have a little bit of milky stuff left over, I go ahead and just put it in there. My friend Hydrin, she really strains hers. You can also strain it and make soy flour. So when you see something like it says Okara and it's a flour, it's just this stuff dehydrated. Okay. Put this over here. And for the goat cheese, it's really easy. I'm going to use the Beast for one and the Vitamix for another. And mostly so I don't have to clean anything. Doesn't mean you have to have two blenders. Okay. So I've just drained a can of white beans. And if you have my Great Vegan Bean Book, you know I say white beans a lot. And what I mean by that is it can be navy beans, it can be cannellini beans, it can be great northern beans. They're all very nice, neutral beans. So I've drained the aquafaba off of that. And as you saw, my new okara is a little less moist than this okara. So how much water or liquid you may need to add or not need to add could be changed on Hydrin's okara, if she lets it really get very dry, you would have to add some more water or non-dairy milk. Mine were groovy, probably. We'll find out, right? It's not the end of the world. 
Okay, and this one, doo, 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 I'm looking at the wrong recipe. Because <laughs> I'm like, that has nuts and milk in it. Where am I? What's going on? So we did a half a cup of Okara pulp. And so this was from a couple of batches. Um, you can put it in the freezer and save it for later. You can also, a great use for okara, just as it is a traditional Japanese way of using it, use up to 25% in your mashed potatoes. No one will even know it's there. You're adding fiber. It's a great way to not waste things. I'm using apple cider vinegar. I'm going to put a tablespoon in because goat cheese is kind of tangy and pungent. And if you don't have apple cider vinegar, you could use a white vinegar, you could use rice vinegar. I think I like the tanginess of apple cider vinegar personally. We're gonna do about two teaspoons of lemon juice. And yeah, I'm being cheesy and using this already squoze lemon juice squeezed. I'm just kidding. I know that there's a real word for it. But um, this came with my zero alcohol raising the bar box, which is why I have it. But you could use any citrus juice. If you didn't have lemon juice, you could also just add a little more um, vinegar and or if you have a little bit of uh, lemon zest dried somewhere, that would be delightful in there too. I'm gonna put about a tablespoon of nutritional yeast um, that's going to help it taste a little bit cheesy. Goat cheese doesn't taste cheesy in the same way that cheddar does. And in cheddar, I would add much more nutritional yeast. For those of you who have nutritional yeast sensitivities, just leave it out. There you go. That's all you need to do. I am also going to add one teaspoon of lactic acid. It's a vegan product. And I gave some to Chef AJ, so I think she's tried it, tried it a little bit now. If you taste it, it tastes like citric acid, but what it adds to this is it adds kind of a fermented quality about it. It gives it a different kind of tang, which really works well in this goat cheese. And then um, you can put salt or salt substitute. It's up to you to taste. Um, if you do eat salt, you are going to want to do probably a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon. I'm putting about three quarters of a teaspoon. Um, my favorite salt substitute blend that's plain that doesn't add a flavor is one tablespoon onion powder, one tablespoon garlic powder, plus one teaspoon ground celery seed. Blend that up. Use it as you would salt. And it, it hits some of those same things. Okay, so that was a lot of talking for not a lot of things. Do you want to use the beast? Cheryl's cleaning, and that is awesome. Do you want to know how to use the beast? So someone said the beast was on sale at Costco for $99, which is cheaper than I got it for. I'm going to shake some of this. In case down. people have never heard the beast, what is the beast? The beast is... So you know how the Vitamix container is big. I have the smaller Vitamix container and I don't love it, but that's personal. 
there's nothing wrong with it. I just find it very hard to clean. It doesn't, it's still the shape doesn't always work well. Um, this has a, a thousand watt motor, mm -hmm. which is not that less than your Vitamix. Um, it comes with three different size containers. This is the largest one. And Hydrant actually turned me on to it. And it's just really nice. It cleans up pretty well. It has ridges on the inside, which helps it blend even better, I think, than like the Ninja. We'll let Cheryl try it in a minute. So I've got this pushed in. So the light's on. I don't know if you can see that. If I press it just once or really quick, it'll just blend a little bit. But if I hold it down. And this is when we'll find out if I need a little bit of liquid or not. First time I made it, I needed none. This one's looking like I'm going to need it, personally. But I also layers different. Ooh. I need to manhandle it a little bit. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to add just a little bit of probably the soy milk. And this is the case with anything that you're using homemade products of, because sometimes things are drier. Maybe this was a different can of beans. Maybe it sat over, um, over the strainer longer than the others. It can be, I'm going to go ahead and put two teaspoons in because it looked significantly drier than before. But if you're working with homemade ingredients or even things that you strain, like think about lock keys, right? Um, you really have to drain those potatoes or a lot of things happen that you don't want to be happening. Now it's going. I don't know if you can see here. Not really. You don't see much there. It's not hooked up. It's not hooked up. It's on. I know, but it's not hooked up. I tried a minute ago. So it, so the beast does two one minute cycles. Okay. So let's see if this looks smooth enough for us. You want to do overhead for me? Oh, does that look smooth? And you can't really see it, but it, it gets hot like the Vitamix. So it is getting hot from those two. So we're going to take a couple of spoons and see, like, you can really see how smooth that is right there. And because I added that much liquid, um, 
it's going to be a little harder to firm up into a log. So you may need more chia for that. You want to taste it? And I'll taste it. But it's great as a spread. That's mm, so good. Yeah. Mm. You get a lot of funk. <laughs> so yeah. if you're a person who hated goat cheese, you could still make this, but I would use a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar. I would use a half a teaspoon of lactic acid. That's what's changing it from a bean dip to a goat cheese, if that makes sense. I'm going to let Cheryl put this out in a bowl. You can scrape scrape all that off and as much of that in as you can. Well, I'm not as good a scraper as you are, so. That's okay. We love you anyhow. Are there any questions about any of that yet? Oh, oh let me go back to the chat. And, uh, if you do, please put four question marks first. <laughs> Just some comments. And that doesn't want another small appliance, but the milk maker looks good. Oh, yeah. Jennifer says, I don't have a milk maker. Can you make Ocaro without it? Sure. Sure. You're So I can't even tell you what century... China and Japan started making soy milk and there were no milk makers then. So the thing with soy milk is at some point between I have soybeans and water and I'm drinking or cooking with this, it must be cooked. So you either, so a milk maker warms up and cooks the soybeans for you, which is really nice and whirls it around. So if you look at any tofu recipes, how to make tofu, and there's, there's the Chinese way of doing soy milk and the Japanese way. And one is soak the beans before, one is not soak the beans before. But typically what I do is I soak the beans, I blend it with water, then you cook it, then you strain it. And so that would have it there. You can also use some other milk makers like uh, the Milky Plant talks about adding cooked soybeans to it with water. So the only thing that you have to remember, like you can make rice milk with cooked or uncooked rice. You can make oat milk with cooked, what well, really you don't want to do it with cooked oats, but uncooked oats, except for rolled oats, um, because it'll make you sick because it's a bean. So hopefully that helps a little bit. And when I'm showing you these appliances, I'm not trying to make you buy any of them. So I want to be real clear about that. However, I'm going to show you what's working for me. And if something doesn't work, I'm going to tell you about that too. But I don't think I am, as we talked about earlier, the appliance whisperer. So naturally, I'm going to have more appliances than most of you. Um, but don't make that feel like you have to get some, if that makes sense. Okay. How you doing over there? Uh, T.S. Uh, is asking about how easy it is to clean. He said, with all the ridges. Uh, in oh, the beast. As long as you clean it right away. Cheryl has, um, do you want to, I'll let her show you. And then it cleans up pretty well, honestly. Um, wow. That is the most unappealing bowl of dip. And I'm not going to show you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to have to fix it. Cheryl's, Cheryl's yeah. not ready for food styling yet. Okay. So a few questions. All right. Um, yeah. You don't want to put it on the edges. Okay. 
uh, Rebecca wants to know, does the aquafaba from white beans work the same as chickpea aquafaba? Yes, it does. And see, here we go. See, look, see, all I did was go around the edges. Uh, show this and then let's show you with it. Yeah, you can leave those in there. Here, just hand it to me. Cheryl's making her life too hard. So you see there's stuff everywhere, right? It comes out pretty easy though. Like when you're scraping it out, if you have something kind of narrow sure. like this, it comes out really easy from the ridges. So when you're using a Vitamix, so I have like a little thing for the Vitamix. We also, you know, there are some ridges in there, but Cheryl, just rinse. One of our viewers suggested that we use a spaghetti spoon. So I bought some silicone spaghetti spoons to see how it is going to clean the ridges. And so um, this is going to be the first time I've tried it. So we'll see how that, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Yeah, because it's about the same ridges, but literally from what she has in there right now, she's just going to rinse it and pretty much everything's going to come out. I've not had to scrub it. However, with the Beast, your Vitamix, I don't care what blender you're using or milk maker, get the stuff out and clean it immediately. You'll be much happier. And I'll let you guys see this. All I did to kind of pretty up Cheryl's presentation is scrape most of it from the edges. But see how nice and silky it is? It's silkier than, than hummus typically is. And that's not for good or for bad. I wonder why they would make it with ridges if, if I mean, is it just a design feature? Because there's, is there a reason for it? Because if it's something that's hard to clean, wouldn't it be better if there weren't ridges? I asked about that too. And what someone said is those ridges on the inside, they're different than the ridges on the outside. And that's what mixes it up without needing a tamper so that it somehow aerodynamically does something. And yeah. that's as clear as I feel about it. Tia says, have you ever made tofu sheets rather than just a block of tofu? Tofu sheet, you mean um, Yuba. You can buy Yuba and you can get make it in big pans. What you do is you heat up soy milk and it skins up at the top. It would be a lot of effort to make homemade Yuba. I always, whenever I make soy milk, a little bit of Yuba happens and it usually grosses people out who aren't familiar with it. You pick it up, pop it in your mouth. It's the best mouthful you're ever gonna have as long as you're not allergic to soy. Mm -hmm. uh, people are asking if these are made. Yeah. yeah, so here, Cheryl, let's show them real quick. It's okay. Go ahead. So Cheryl did not use a scrubber or anything. She just rinsed it and look, it's perfect. So that I felt really good about. All right. So let's start fondueing. Hey, Kathy, gonna... there's, a, there's a question if these recipes are McDougal compliant. Yes. And Marlary says, are you and Cheryl still doing McDougal in 2024? And if so, how do you like it? Yes. We've been really happy. Cheryl lost 40 pounds last year and I lost a little over 30 pounds last year. So we're pretty happy. Um, we're real open about what we do and don't do. So the way we have made it have made it for us, and I talked to our doctor and actually Dr. Lim, is that we do 90 to 95%. And that gives us a way that for us, this is not for everyone. And I am in no way telling you, you should do what I do. So I want that to seek in for a second. 
But for Cheryl and I, that means when we go on a road trip or if we go and have a holiday meal with someone and our five to 10% is pretty darn close. It just means it's a, sometimes a don't ask, don't tell about some oil. We go to an Indian vegan buffet once a month in our area that does have some oil in it, but we're there eating mostly vegetables. Does that mean you should do it? I'm not telling you to, right? And I'm, and I'm telling you that is not McDougal compliant. Does that make sense, Chef AJ? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But the and things you make on, on the show always are. Oh, yeah. And in my classes and stuff, too. And it's just a way for Cheryl and I, and we've talked about this at length, and we talk about this on our YouTube channel, too. For us to know that if I'm out and we're shopping and we can run in and get something to eat if we need to or if we forgot to bring whatever we should have brought with us, it just makes our brains a little more happy and What's it makes your... it a lot easier to stick with it all the other time. Or if you're out of emergency dates. Yeah, my emergency date. So Chef AJ, I don't know if you've heard about that. I have an emergency date in my car and usually sometimes in my purse. That's funny. I know. And when I said it on, on a, a live, people thought I meant a different kind of date, one that Cheryl would not be pleased oh, with. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, my emergency date. And they're like, who, what's their name? And I'm like, what? Um, because when my, when I was doing McDougal or when we started McDougal, we're still doing McDougal start solution. I was, my um, thyroid was very high. So I have um, grave disease and I drank radioactive iodine. So I'm on, I've been on thyroid hormones since I was 19 years old because they always kill off a little bit extra. And with the weight loss and all, all the other things, it was very, very high. And what that does is it makes you hungry and it makes you pass out if you don't eat when you're hungry. So I always try to have something as close to compliant as possible. Like there are, you know, we try to avoid nuts whenever possible. The holidays, we had a little nuts. So I had a little little bag of nut nuts. Like, and I'm talking single serving. I'm not putting the giant bag of something I might eat a lot of. But with the dates and that, for me personally, I only eat it when I feel really bad. I don't go, ooh, I'm getting in the car, going to have my date. <laughs> Hopefully that helps. Okay, so... The Okeso recipe is in the show notes. Chef AJ was putting that in. This is what this is based off of. So you either need a high-speed blender like a Vitamix blend pack. I believe this would work in the Beast, but I haven't tried it because there was steam coming out of that just from two minutes because we're going to use tapioca starch. I have had people use arrowroot starch successfully. So that's something else you can do. So if you can't wait till tomorrow for the recipe, because I'm making it up right now, you can take that and tweak it yourself a little bit. We can use either two cups of non-dairy milk or we can use water. I want this to be a little richer today. Chef AJ isn't actually tasting this today. Will you put this over to the... I need a bowl or something to set it in. Here, okay. I'll get something. Okay, that'd be great. So if Chef AJ was going to be here today, actually, don't worry about it. Just hold it for a second. Hold what? Actually, 
Don't even worry about it. What this... did I say? Two cups. If she was coming, I would not put soy milk in it because then she wouldn't be able to have it anymore. Here. I, I figured it out. Are you done with this? Just put just it set to it the over side. There? Yeah, don't clean that up. If you if she throws away my soy milk, it'll make me very sad. <laughs> and so I'm gonna we've got one cup of oats, just rolled oats, two cups of soy milk or water or milk of your choice. You can, any plain unsweetened milk, store bought or homemade, will work just fine. Um I'm going to put in extra nutritional yeast for this because I want it to be a little bit stronger than that goat cheese. And I'm looking at the recipe I did the other day, and I think we'll start with a quarter cup nooch. And then we'll see if we want it to be stronger. I ran out of the normal nutritional yeast I use, so I am using Nutrilicious or something like that. So I'm. It may be stronger or less strong. So we're going to start there. I'm going to want to put in a half teaspoon of tapioca starch. So we really aren't using a lot, but this is what makes this stretchy, and it's going to make it fondue esque in all the ways we want it to be. Um, I'm going to do about a half a teaspoon of garlic powder, which I tend to do in almost all of these fondue or cheese sauces. You see here. I'm going to put a little bit of onion powder in there too. And that just helps, you know, build these flavors. And we're going to do like a pinch or an eighth of a teaspoon of dry mustard. Dry mustard is great for adding a sharpness. And so that's good. And I am going to use um, a half a teaspoon of lactic acid. If you see me taking a break, I'm writing some notes so I can get that recipe out to you. This is how we're starting. We may change a little bit. I am going to do a tablespoon of miso. A tablespoon of miso. If you don't use any salt, you can skip that. It is going to add some good funk, some cheese funk in there. Obviously, this one's a little old. I'll add some extra funk. <laughs> um, if you don't want to add salt, but you're okay with adding miso, you could just add extra miso. I tend to add a little salt because cheese is pretty much just salt. What is that made oil. of? Miso, this miso is, can you go to the front again? Thank you. Is with organic soybeans, rice, salt, yeast, koji culture, and it's from Japan. This one is red miso. There's white miso. There's darker misos. I don't care what miso you use. Use whichever one you like. The lighter will affect the color less. So if that bothers you, then, then don't do that. Okay, and I'm going to put a little salt. You could put salt substitute. You could use more miso. I'm just going to put a half a teaspoon of salt in there. And that gives me my base fondue. What I was thinking of doing for this pizza fondue. And I'm going to talk about it. And then while this is going to have to blend for a couple of minutes, it's going to be loud. And then we're going to tweak it. 
I thought we would take some crushed tomatoes. This is thinking if we served pizza fondue, we don't necessarily want the cheese and the sauce mixed up together, right? I like all the sauce. So you could dip your potato, and and that's another thing we haven't talked about. What can you put in the What can you put in fondue? Even mm -hmm. if you're sofas, you can put stuff in fondues. I did steamed broccoli, steamed asparagus, Ooh, steamed yeah. baby potatoes. Um, I also did air fried tofu cubes. You could do tempeh tofu, uh, tempeh tofu, tempeh cubes. You could use um. Um, oh, I just forgot, but the chickpea tofu, tempeh tofu, whatever works in your particular diet. So you can, Cheryl did find this beautiful um, no oil bread at Whole Foods that had purple rice in it. And because we were, we were living our best New Year's Eve life. I mean, it was all still McDougal compliant. We just typically limit our bread intake. We limit... Um, our nut intake, and we did two fondues. We did an oat fondue, and then we did one that did have almonds in it. Okay. So. Come in, come in where, if you're gonna. So we, we also um, had broccoli and baby potatoes. I thought we still had some of those left, but I think one of us might have ate those oh, for I dinner last night. I ate them all. And you can do baby <laughs> carrots and stuff too. I'm just gonna put a little bit of Italian seasoning in here. What do you think? You wanna smell it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, if you don't have Italian seasoning, you could just do a little oregano, basil, some rose. I think I'm going to put a little. Actually, there's a little bit of rosemary in there. So I'm probably putting about a teaspoon of Italian seasoning. Let's go ahead and doctor it up a little bit, too. Let's put like an eighth of a teaspoon of onion powder, quarter teaspoon of garlic powder. I'm going to write those down. And you could do like red pepper flakes in there if that's something that you like. Um, I'm going to go ahead and add a tablespoon of nutritional yeast as well. And this was about a 13.76 ounce <laughs> crushed tomatoes. Super not helpful, people. Um, and I'm just gonna mix this in. And what I would do, you could heat it on the stove. You could decide to serve it room temperature, which is honestly how I'm gonna do it today. We'll dip you know, our warm stuff in the hot fondue because we're gonna put the fondue in a fondue pot and let this be. But see, look at that. It went from being, you know, there's and there's nothing in here but crushed tomatoes. These are actually no salt added as well. So these are the tomatoes I'm using today. So if you are salt-free, just make sure, um, and there is a little bit of citric acid in there. And let's taste that. I'll give a little taste for me and a little taste for Cheryl. Mm. It's really fresh, oh, that's really rich, good. and even and so even though we eat some salt that doesn't need any salt whatsoever so i would not recommend adding any anyhow so you're great for salt free it's got a rich umami from the tomatoes 
but just adding a little bit of that herbs, just a tiny bit of nooch, it really tastes like that spaghetti sauce we bought. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say if that was spaghetti sauce, I'd be really happy. Right. Like, that would be really good. And so, and what this is going to do is make this seem super fun, like super, super fun. Because the more things you can dip in and play with, and then the other thing I'm going to serve on the side as a sprinkle is, oops, come here, nope, here we go, is this local spicery pepperoni spice. Chef AJ knows that one. Yum. Right? So why would you not mix it in with the cheese? You could, but chances are this is good. Pepperoni is spicy. Oh. And you don't like spicy. I don't. Yep, this is gonna be too spicy. Mm -hmm. Okay, Here, great. You no. give you a little bit. No, no, I, yeah. I, I could tell by the way you reacted to it that I would probably die if I had that. So <laughs> I think you would. There's a, there's red pepper. So like in here, let's see what it says: smoked paprika, chilies, any seeds, mustard seeds, garlic, and fennel. Yeah. So, but the red chilies are way up there. So this would make it so if there were people there like me that didn't want that, they could have just the sauce and the and the cheese, and then other people could also add in the blend. Yeah, you could either because we could either dip and make your own little bowl. Okay, I think we're ready. I'll show you this one more time. So and read off what's in here, and it's going to take a minute or two to blend. So Chef AJ, I won't hear you, but you can probably answer questions. So we've got like two cups of soy milk in here. It could be any non-dairy milk or water. One cup rolled oats, quarter cup of nutritional yeast, half a teaspoon of tapioca starch, half a teaspoon garlic, quarter teaspoon onion powder, eighth teaspoon mustard powder, um, half a teaspoon of lactic acid, a tablespoon of miso, and I did a half teaspoon of salt, but you could totally skip that. You can skip the miso even, right? This is, this is your deal. All right, so I'm gonna blend it just a little bit, but then what the magic happens is it has to cook. So in a Vitamix or Blendtec blender, once that heat starts coming on, it activates the tapioca starch, which gives you a stringy, stretchy product. It's a little annoying. It's gonna be a little loud. I, I think my mics take care of it and Chef AJ can mute me. But usually when you're doing it, you hear, it actually changes the note and you know it's pretty close. Go too far, add more liquid, start again. All right, I'm gonna do it for real now. No worries, while she's blending, I'll talk to you guys. So what'd you guys think about yesterday's show? There are so many angry people on YouTube commenting, but other people that are commenting, they agreed with Dr. Lyle. Where do you guys stand? And should I ask controversial questions like that? If uh, if they will incite the guest or just ignore the people that sent them. Where do you think I should stand on that topic? Because I don't want to just incite people, but at the same time, I don't have to necessarily agree with everything every guest says. Do you agree with that statement? You know what that's saying? I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend or respect your right to say it. I really don't like controversy. That's the truth about me. So Anyway, the comments on YouTube for yesterday's show are quite interesting. Yep. 
I made this shirt, by the way, a long time ago. It's a little big, but I still like it. I like the pink stuff. Tomorrow on the show, Dr. Jessica Crand, we get more, I think we're getting more questions from her now than even Dr. McDougall or Dr. Lyle. So I think she needs to do a Jessica-thon like Dr. Lyle has done a Dougathon. We'll probably do another Dougathon in March and we got Reboot coming up. So for those of you that weren't offended by him, he'll be doing his thing with Dr. Goldhammer starting in a couple of weeks. That's all I got. Hope you're having a happy new year. Thanks so much for watching. If you're not a subscriber, I'd love for you to be because I'd love to get to a quarter of a million. I'm at two. Do you want to break off a piece of bread or slice a piece of bread? Okay, I'm feeling it and it feels a little warm. It may not be all the way done. Cheryl's going to get a piece of bread just because that's the easiest way for us to test all the flavors. Can you see the proof of smoke? I don't know if you saw that or not. Oh yeah, it's already ready. Look. So I'm gonna, um, I've got a little fondue pot. I don't know if you guys can see. If you joined on New Year's Eve, is it not the cutest? It's a cast iron pumpkin fondue pot. <laughs> Basically, it's the Kathy Hester um, trap in the, in the store. So let me get some of this out. I want you to see it from the front so you can really see, like, see, look, look how thick. You guys see that? Oh. Right? And what I should have done is tasted and adjusted everything. So let's, let me taste now. I can adjust it in the pot too. Mm. I feel pretty good about it. Mozzarella is kind of a mildly spiced cheese, so I don't want any more mustard or anything like that in there. So I think this is perfect for that. I would say, you know, make sure you clean up fast. This is the bread with the purple rice that Cheryl found that didn't have any oil in it already. Another place that we found some no oil bread for those of you who do flours, um, Aldi's has an Ezekiel bread. It doesn't say, it's like seed-tastic or grain-tastic or something. I think it has a seed and a grain version. And if I had let this go much longer, it would probably be a little bit too thick. All I'd have to do is put some um, water in there, see? And I wanted to show you one other quick thing and then we'll kind of put this together. You could do other toppings. Like obviously we're just kind of, we'll, we'll be steaming some stuff later for dinner. Or actually it's not dinner, it's breakfast. Breakfast, lunch, brunch. <laughs> this is the leftover okara. And you're getting a bonus recipe that isn't on the blog yet that I have to. So in here is about a cup of okara, a tablespoon of nutritional yeast, half a teaspoon of salt or salt substitute, and a quarter teaspoon of lactic acid. This is my, my New Year's present to all of you. Free ricotta when you make soy milk. It costs $10 for just about this much um, oil bowl ricotta by Kite Hill. So 
we before McDougal, we would buy it maybe once a year, but this tastes just as good. And if your um, Okara is not quite as fine as this, it just even adds to that Okara, I mean, the ricotta illusion. And we do use this in compliant um, lasagna. You can do it in um, grilled sandwiches. You can put it on zoodles. There's lots of things you can do with it. So let's, can you plug this in over there? Sure. We don't want to, and I may whisk in a little bit more milk. You will notice that as it sits, if it's not in the heat, and even as it's on the heat, it is going to dry around the edges. And it's easy enough, and I'll show you how to do it, to whisk in a, just a little more non-dairy milk or water. It doesn't really matter. There is a little bit of a technique to it. And I always want to mess it up. And I was trying to show Cheryl how to do it. So like you always want to go Wah! as fast as you can, but really bring from the outside into the middle for a little bit. Help it get in because if you just go this as fast as you can, the liquid's just going to splash out of your pan. But look how, do you see how stretchy this is? Like, look at that. That's a cheese pull. That's as close to a re real cheese pull as I ever see. And there's no oil in there. No nuts, no seeds, oats. Um, you can do it without the lactic acid. So if you're wanting to make this today and you don't have the lactic acid, what I would do, how much did I say I put in? I think uh, I put in a half teaspoon. You might just put a few drops of apple cider vinegar or rice vinegar in there to give it a little tang or a little bit extra nutritional yeast. So see how, see how that fixed it really quick? So if you're having a long party, you might need to do that a couple of times. Also, the edges will dry as, you know, as anything like this is going to. And it's a little different than the cooked cheese. The cooked cheese, when we're using the whisk, it comes off sliceable. So that's how you can tell which cheese you made if you forgot. If you're middle-aged like I am. <laughs> and let's see, I had the fond didn't I have some fondue forks out? Um, I didn't see them. They must be under here. Let me grab those. And then I can take any questions about either recipes, about um any of the appliances or ingredients we use today but what i want to do most of all is empower you to experiment okay so with this we've got two little dippies and actually i can even put some spoons in these dips if we we're oh there is a spoon in that one so if we were having a real party we wouldn't want everybody dipping in everything so this is how i would do it I would grab a piece of bread. This could be a potato for those of you who don't do any kind of um, flowers. Let me get this where you can see it more. It'll be more fun. Okay, so I'm gonna dip in here. Get that long cheese fondue goodness. Oh, where did I put the uh, spice? Do you see it? 
Oh, can you open it? Yeah. You want to put it in a little something? No, I'm just going to sprinkle some. So then I would take a little bit of this pizza sauce. Could do, do this however you want. You could even take a little bit of ricotta if you wanted to get nuttified and a sprinkle of pepperoni spice. Oh, I'm going to, that's so going to drip. Going to get that. Go for it. Look at that. And I'll show you in the front camera too, in case you can see it a little bit better. Look at that. Now make yours. So a couple of questions. Okay, Kathy. Mm -hmm. uh, says, I, I must have missed it. What was the tomato mixture for? Did you hear me, Kathy? I did. I have a mouthful. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Joe cut these up a little bigger than I would. So since I'm calling this pizza fondue, I feel like I would be amiss to not have some sort of tomato component. If you wanted to, you can mix it in together with the oat queso. After I make the queso in the blender, and you guys have the link to that. It's exactly the same process. I think I put jalapeno powder in it. I think that's about the only one. Did you try the? Um, yeah, it's really good. It really adds something to it. The I, tomato? Yeah, I almost would think it would be good added in there. We could add it in there. It, it'll. You want to? Yeah. Okay, we can add it in. So I was going to say when I do the... Um, Okay, so a lot of times I will go ahead and add in no salt Rotel tomatoes because there's tomatoes and green chilies and stuff like that. And that makes it seem really special. Okay, so here we go. You may not need all of it. I know. I'm going to put about half in. And I know that's a weird amount as far as um, really should probably whisk this instead of doing it this way. You want to whisk? Look at you whisking like a pro. You can get in there more. It's not going to splash the same way the soy milk is going to splash because it's got some weight to it. But you can totally do it like this. So like if I'm doing, okay, I never do a Super Bowl party, but let's say I'm doing like Mexican night. I would go ahead and put the Rotel and all of that stuff in with the queso. And this is very similar. So you could do it either way. So Cheryl's going to try it this way and then tell us if we should put the rest in or not. Probably I'm going to think we do because I like all sauce. We need some more sauce. Okay. So Cheryl says all in. Yeah. It's not balanced, right? Okay. And this is kind of part of the beauty of starting. So when you're experimenting with something, keep it as isolated as possible. So like, right, we, we didn't just throw this in to begin with because then it would be harder to decide what we needed in our fondue. Go ahead and you're on the stirring train now, Cheryl. <laughs> and see, that looks more right to me because I love tomato sauce. So when we have pasta, and, and I hope you guys know, for starch solution wise, 
pasta is on is starch solution compliant, especially whole grain pasta, because it's considered kind of an in-between starch, but I, I, they say it works like a wet starch because it's had the water cooked, soaked up into it. And I like all the sauce. And I think we should just put a little bit of this in there. You want to put a little bit in? Okay. Yeah. Not too crazy amount, but. Let me get that a little bit. Okay. So we probably put not quite a half, maybe a half teaspoon. Let's try that again. And Cheryl doesn't usually cook. So Cheryl's kind of showing you guys, if you're not used to being adventurous, this is what it looks like. Because now we'll taste it again. It's always better to put in just a little bit, 70,000 times, than it is to put a big amount once and go, oh, it's ruined. Actually, I'm not even going to fondue stick. I'm just going to grab some right out of the pot like a heathen, <laughs> like the heathen I am. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's just right. <laughs> yeah. And again, for uh, apologies to those of you who don't eat bread that we're eating bread in front of you. Potato. My favorite part of fondue. I thought we still had some broccoli in there. That's what I was looking for earlier, but I forgot she ate that last I, night. I ate a whole bag of steamed broccoli. And if you have family members that are kind of having trouble eating their veggies, you don't have to make this whole big amount. You can order it or have it and just serve it over broccoli and things like that. I think the pepperoni spice really added it, took it to a new level. It does. And you, if you don't like pepperoni spice or if you're maybe you have a delicate stomach and you can't handle that level of spice, you can do a nice Italian sausage seasoning and make it sausage pizza. Yeah. So what do you think, Chef AJ? Would you try it? It sounds amazing. If you don't have one of those fondue things, uh, could you maybe keep it warm in a slow cooker? Yes, this really is just a slow cooker. I'm just, I'm, I'm willing it to be a fondue holder, but like I, I use a small slow cooker for other things. And you could even mix in if you wanted to this okara. Um, the okara ricotta if you wanted to or just serve it kind of plopped in the middle where people could get that but it's just an option it's the new year and I think everyone should be making their own stuff but but yeah you can you could also just put it on low on the stove we have a fancy fondue maker well it's not a maker a fondue server mm -hmm. but we need those sternos and we don't have any sternos but it's it's groovy and I did the two things I can't pass up in a thrift store are really nice fondue set <laughs> and a toast holder. <laughs> I think a British toast holder is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. I learned about them late in life because I'm like, what do you mean you can make toast for a whole whole meal and they just stand up and they don't get soggy? So you got time for a couple of questions? I have time for all, all right. any questions your audience may want to ask. Okay. Maria says, will any kind of miso paste do? And can you substitute tapioca for cornstarch? I've never done cornstarch, but I think it would work just fine. And we're only using a half teaspoon of it. I tend to buy organic cornstarch, and I do have a member in Kathy's Cooking Club that's allergic to corn, 
which is how I think, I think this may have started out cornstarch and then I switched it to tapioca and I believe arrowroot will work as well. And the trick is if it's not getting thick, I feel like this one and the time before, I don't know if it's because my soy milk was room temperature, but that's about half the amount of time I usually have to blend it for it to pull together. Cool. And, and so any kind of miso will do? Any kind of miso will do. The only thing that could happen is the flavor may change slightly. We're using such a small amount of it that I'm not real worried about that. It could change the color slightly, but I used red miso and I don't feel like it. I mean, it's just a tablespoon for all this. I don't feel like it affected the color very much at all. Nice. Everyone's saying the cheese looks awesome. Okay. Um, Rebecca says, this is off topic, but would you mind discussing how to handle letting animal products in your house with entertaining? Well, I don't let them in because I've been vegan almost 50 years and we grew up kosher and we didn't let non-kosher food in the house. I don't let animal products in my house. I don't know how you deal it with Kathy. So, I mean, when, when entertaining, why would you, if you're entertaining, why would the animal products come in if you're the one entertaining? But I'll let you handle that. I feel you. And so I used to do a gothic dinner party, a multi-course gothic dinner party for Halloween. We did it for like 11 years. And I started, then I made it an enforced potluck where only some people could bring things because people would bring meat and people would always want to bring meat. And I don't always understand it. So what I did is I just kind of shifted the narrative to, hey, I'm going to make most of the food because we have some special dietary needs. And I would love for you to bring the I don't, I'm, potatoes, bring the wine, bring the non-alcoholic beverages. Bring, bring salad. Bring salad. I'm making a special dressing for it. Mm -hmm. You know, something like that. Or can you bring, can you bring fresh basil and let's make a, let's make something together with that. Mm -hmm. So I try to make it and, and it felt kind of weird and bossy. But the thing is, is that I, I kept getting a little bit disappointed because people were bringing food to my party that I couldn't eat. And I didn't see that. It wasn't like they weren't getting multiple. There was an amuse-bouche. There was a soup. There was a salad. There was one or two mains, three or four sides, two or three desserts. So, I mean, it wasn't like people were like, well, if I don't have any, you know, I'm not going to have anything to eat if I don't bring something. If they're coming to your house. I think the last straw for us was the last straw was when somebody brought like a big um, thing of like ribs or short ribs or something like that. And I, they weren't trying to be mean to us. They no. just don't, they didn't quite understand. And, that's and okay. it took up like the majority of the space on the table because the way they presented it for the... well, it was Halloween. So they were trying to look, make it look creepy, but that's, that's kind of where I was like, okay, I really don't like this. I don't really like having it, you know, they would clean it up somewhere else. But so if you want to give us more details about who's doing it, why they're doing it, you know, like, are they afraid that they're not going to eat much? Because we have some friends, too, that when we go to their house, they eat very lightly. Yeah. And as especially since doing Dr. McDougal, we are more volume eaters, right? So I come prepared. 
with food to share. I'm like, oh my God, you guys, I've been working on all this stuff. Do you mind tasting it for me? And always remember, and I always say this every time we talk about, you know, social gathering things, whatever you bring, get yours first. Yeah. Because all those people who say they don't want to eat your vegan food, they're going to eat your your vegan vegan food food. and it's going to be gone. So make sure you get yours first. And and don't care if you look a little greedy. Yep. You got to feed. You got to take care of you. Belly of yours. Mm -hmm. Take care of you. More questions? Let me look. Uh, Yes, there's a question from Susan. I made your creamy powder sauce. I was, was I supposed to toast my oats before I mixed everything? It turned a little brown. Tastes good though. I wanted to ask before I made the other powder mix. With the powder mixes, I don't toast first. It won't hurt it if you did. Why? In the recipes, so we're talking about my golden gravy. We're talking about the creamy pasta sauce. I There's a white gravy. There's a whole bunch like that. They use oats as the base. The first thing I have you do when I say make the gravy is toast it in a pan. And because it's already ground up, it doesn't take very long. I've even sprinkled the untoasted creamy gravy on top of a soup because I was out of bouillon. Yeah. And that worked just fine too. So I've not tasted it. It's not like when you make gravy with white flour and if you don't toast the flour, you get that nasty flavor. Mm-hmm. But most of all, if you like it best to toast it first, then you should change the recipe and make it your own too. So I want to support you in doing that as well. Yeah. They're kind of guidelines, not really like set things that you have to do. Yeah. And it it just depends on what you like the best. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes what's easiest, I will toast up a bunch of rolled oats to make roux. And uh, Marilyn from... Um, Louisiana is the one who taught me about that. She always keeps a roux because people are like, well, I can't make gumbo because I can't make an oil-free roux. Yes, yeah, can. you can. Toast some oats, blend them, and you've got roux powder. You've been doing it that way even before we started the McDougal stuff. Oh, yeah. I've been doing that way for a, a long way. a decade. Yeah. Wow. You know, I was thinking back to the question about bringing animal products in the house. I actually have a sign that, that says no animal products. This is a vegan household. And Ooh, where do you have it? Um, oh, in the kitchen. I, I can't get it right now, but I'll, I'll show it to you next time. And also have magnets on my refrigerator that says vegan food only. So, yeah, well, I need one of those. I do have I, you guys can't see up above there. There's something everything that says vegan kitchen. I also have a a really cool pumpkin and witch brew thing up there too that no one sees. But it says vegan kitchen, but no one no one really pays attention. But also we rarely invite people over. And now I will say now you have to be get a special invite to bring food into the house. Mm-hmm. I'm more likely to say, do you guys want to come over? If someone, if it was like Cheryl's relatives or something and they, they were really like, no, but we need meat with dinner. I probably would let them get something made out and eat on the deck. We could all eat on the deck or something, but I wouldn't like it. And I'd prefer that it not happen. 
Yeah, it's like somebody smoking at your house and stuff, you know? And and that used to happen at the party too. And I was always just shocked that people are out there <laughs> on my deck smoking. And I'm like, yeah. So, so, cause there were some people we only see once or twice a year. So I, you know, didn't know that about them. Well, here's another question. From... Love the questions. There you go. Um, so Tia says, how do you store this? It's been sitting in a warmer. How long will it be good for? It'll be good for a long time. I wouldn't keep it in the warmer for days, but you could probably keep it from three to four hours easily. You might have to, again, like since we added the tomatoes, we're not going to have to add any extra um, milk for several hours for sure. As it dries out around the edges, first whisk it. Um, I have some fondue from New Year's Eve, and uh, this is the oat fondue, and both of these recipes probably will come out, and I'll show you what it looks like stored. <laughs> you could use it as a spread, <laughs> or we could heat it back up again, and you could use it as fondue. So one of the things that you can do, too, is Depending, this one's pretty thick. If it's really thick, you could take a little um, either balsamic vinegar or thick um, port wine. We were talking about that in my group about reducing some port wine. Or if you're like me, I think I have some port wine that's more than 10 years old, not on purpose. <laughs> so it's thickened. So I might pour some in and make a port wine cheese. You could spread it on something. Um, I could also spread this one, we wouldn't be able to jazz up differently. This one's plain. So I could even turn this one into a pimento cheese fondue, add a little bit of smoked paprika, some pimentos. So how long is that good in the refrigerator? Well, we've never had it very long. Um, with it being oats, I would say about five days. Because the thing is, it's cooked about... oats. It's not like... It should be about, if, if your refrigerator is quite cold um, and like this, I haven't frozen it and then pulled it back. It will probably change the texture. It's probably going to make everything separate and look gross. But I suspect when you warm it up, you start um, whisking it together. It'll probably come back together. You can also just put it on some zoodles or elbows and make mac and cheese with it too. I was going to ask, cause I was thinking this would be a very interesting, like almost like an Alfredo sauce. Yeah. Somebody's asking. I think it's too could, thick. That's funny that you mentioned that. Cause the next question was somebody said, could you use it on pasta? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm just presenting it as fondue because I, I've got fondue on the brain. I get obsessed yes. with things and it is fondue at the moment. It'll change <laughs> soon enough. But yeah, what I think this would be great on like this is um, some penne pasta or if you wanted a, a non-flour substitute, you know, those carrots, the crinkle carrot slices. I think if you cook those and made a casserole out of that and then put some of this okara ricotta in there, that would be pretty delightful. I don't know about this with carrot. I think it'd be delicious. Maybe. <laughs> she's giving in that's how that's how I work on things but yeah 
And you could use this for anything that you use cheese for. What the, what you can't use this for, this fondue, is sliceable cheese. It's not going to turn into the sliceable cheese. On HealthySlowCooking.com, though, I have, I call it an American cheese. It's really just a super mild cheddar because we were making grilled cheese sandwiches. So Cheryl wanted her American cheese and um, oat pepper jack. So one is made with chickpeas, the American, the pepper jack is made with oats. It does use carrageenan, which I know is a controversial ingredient and not everyone wants to use. If you want those flavors, leave out the carrageenan and you'll have a sauce that you can put on veggies and pastas and things. I, I've, some people have made it successfully with agar powder. Other people tell me it's not so successful. So I don't know if they're using ag agar flakes or whatnot. One thing I did do is I got some um, sea moss. And Chef AJ, I don't know if you've used this before. You, people seem to be real into sea moss gel. But this is actually where carrageenan comes from. So it would be a more whole food plant-based version of carrageenan. So I'm interested to try that. Um, but again, there's some studies that say some things about it. There's some other studies that seem different. You should believe who you have researched. And also, if you have any kind of stomach or intestinal issues, IBS, Crohn's disease, don't listen to me. I'm a recipe developer. I can tell you what makes cheese sliceable. I can't tell you what works best in your own body. You would know that that's between you and your doctor. Um, Cheryl's stomach is a little sensitive, but she has she doesn't have any issues with it. But again, that doesn't mean you won't. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the people are saying it's disrespectful to bring animal products into a vegan household. I think it is too, but I think some people just don't understand. Um, and while I am trying to set better boundaries for myself in 2024, and so I'm saying that to all of you in hopes that you will do it too, I think sometimes we have to leave some room for some understanding as well and in whatever way works for you. So I don't think when people are bringing meat to your house, they're trying to be disrespectful. I have some friends who the husband always, whenever I go, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Well, we have food here. And I'm like, yeah, but we're on a very specific diet. I don't want you to have to deal with that. So they may just feel the same way as that, but but you can also change the situation and also just say, I'm making all the food. Please don't bring anything. I've got you covered. Yep. A couple of people are saying, where do you get the pepperoni spice? So we've been putting in the link to local spicery. That's where we get it. And then somebody's asking about your toast holder. Susan says, what does a toast holder look like, Kathy? Oh goodness, let me see. My, I don't know if I have one right, right over here. If you in Harry Potter, um, they had them on the tables, and I can't get to everything in here. I'm looking in my um, my food photography studio, which is like uh, the hottest of all hot messes in here. I think I'm gonna have to just yeah. I don't think I have any out. I think they're all. But here I can explain. I know where one is, I think. Cheryl knows where one is, so she's going to get one. But it looks like a mail holder. 
So it's like bottom and got these little shelves, but sometimes they're like stainless steel or silver and fancy. Oh, I know what you mean. I use my, I use my mail holder to hold a sponge actually, but you can also use it to hold napkins. Yeah. And instead of just being like one thing, it's got all these little compartments. And once I saw that on Harry Potter, I was like, oh, because because if you toast, you know, so like, again, we don't eat bread that much. So when we eat bread, I want the perfect piece of toast because sometimes that's my piece of toast for the 14 days. <laughs> so I want it to be perfectly crispy on both sides. So as soon as you set it down on a plate, it traps the steam and it untoasts it. But we'll see if Cheryl, Cheryl does, has also been cleaning downstairs. I was for a while doing a food photography prop store until I realized I hate doing it. So we're trying to get rid of a lot of those things. So if you live near me and you need some food photography props, let me know. We're cleaning yeah. them out. Annie, Anna says, do you use a lot of local spicery blends unable to get in Canada? Actually, Kathy is the one that creates her own blends and that's what she's known for. This is just something that's more new to her that she picked up while she was at one of my conferences, but she pretty much has a blend for everything. When you sign up to get on her email list, you get, I think, four of your wonderful blends, right, Kathy? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't think it's got the barbecue blend because for a while that was your favorite spice blend of mine. So I totally go, you get Chef AJ's favorite barbecue. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a wonderful one. And now Nick makes the bacon and Nick makes a barbecue. Oh, and you know, when, when I was in Sacramento, I went ahead and got some of these and I wanted to taste it, A, just to, to expand my horizons and use somebody else's stuff for a little while, but then compare it to mine and see if I can improve mine. Or also then a lot of times, I'm not trying to copy theirs because I had one before they came out with it. But if there's a spice blend that like someone in Canada can't get, then I'm going to try and replicate it. One of the books I'm going to be working on this year is called Potions and Powders. So there's going to be lots of spice blends. All of the Trader Joe's spice blends that you guys have asked me to replicate are going to be in there. So I've been asked to do the vegan chicken seasoning, the vegan ketchup seasoning, in addition to just stuff that I make all Oh, yes, Cheryl found one. I think you found a silver one. One of the box that I doesn't okay. remember seeing it and moved up here. So. so this is a toast holder. And I think this is a, I'll let you see it from the top too. So you put your little pieces of toast. So like a family of six or eight could have so you make toast once, you put it in here. That's probably before toasters. Two sliced toasters, you just made your toast in the oven. I don't know that for a fact. I could be making up food history right now. So nobody come for me. Um, hey, Kathy, yeah. um, there's, a view, there's a viewer on Instagram. Watch, we just started streaming this week. So thank you, Instagram friends, for watching. As she says... Do you use lots of different appliances in your cooking classes? I'm thinking of joining because of your special deal, but I have to convert the cost into Canadian dollars. You don't need all the, all the things. So even if I do, and we can talk about this some too. So last year, one of the things I did is I did slow cooker classes and I gave you slow cooker and instant pot directions but you could have made them on the stove as well 
Um, I did not give stovetop directions. So if that was something somebody wanted, we could talk about that and we could certainly talk about translating it um, because we were trying to experiment with the, because obviously we can't slow cook it in class. So I was recording those and it was still a live class and I would pull that in. We'd watch that part get cut together. Cheryl would do it beautifully. Then we would talk and answer questions and go to the next recipe. Uh, you probably would want to have a blender and or maybe a food processor. There will be some special classes. So I've done two dehydrator classes. I'll probably do another dehydrator class this year. There's one Ninja Creamy class. There's like blender sauces. I think a blend, I think it's just hard to eat vegan without a blender or a food processor. We don't do a whole lot in the food processor that you couldn't do on your own chopping up. I use it to save time. So almost everything you can slice on a, a, a cheap mandolin. In fact, I don't use a big mandolin. I do like to use the food processor to chop. Let me see if I can find. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll use a spiralizer, but you don't have to have one and you could buy pre-spiralized something. But so like this is like less than $10. And sometimes you can find them at the thrift stores. So you could use this. It, it's safer to use a food processor for me so I don't chop off my finger. Milk, we might do a milk maker class, but actually we're not gonna do a milk maker class. We would do a milk class and you would have the option to cook the soybeans on the stove. Still would need a blender. And in fact, those of you who are like thinking you want um, a milk maker, if you just make oat milk and you don't make anything else, don't buy, don't spend the money. It's not worth it. Just use your blender. Um, can you think of any? Because I use stovetop. So a lot of times I will use the air fryer in here, but you could use the air fryer or your oven option. Um, even with the dehydrator, if your oven goes down low enough, you can do that. I use a spice grinder sometimes, and you can use a coffee grinder that you get at the thrift store. And I think that's I think that's about it. Yeah, I feel like oh. everything could could be done without. Yeah, yeah. And, and almost everything that you do need can be thrifted. I also talk about what you can get at the thrift store, how to clean the coffee grinder so you can do it for spices. And I talk a lot about going, if you're on amazon.com, where the little drop down is, if you're on your computer, like a laptop computer, not your phone, you can click Amazon Warehouse. And right now is cherry picking for all the holiday returns. So you can get open boxes, sometimes half price. That's how I got my first Breville food processor. Cool. Somebody's asking if this, the cheese sauce fondue could be a queso. Oh, yeah. It was originally a queso. And if you go to healthyslowcooking.com, look up oat queso. I think it's also in the show notes. There's your recipe. I, I, I have to make a comment here because I there's a question both on Facebook and Instagram where to get the recipes. So if you're new to me or maybe don't watch often, this is a YouTube show. However, I have a multi-streaming service that allows me to also show it at the same time simultaneously on Twitter, Facebook, 
and Instagram. The thing is, is we can't really see your comments. There's a way for me to jump out of this screen to look on those platforms. And I try to do that every so often, but then I risk losing my chat, which is where everything happens. So everything can be seen on YouTube. So when there's recipes, when there's information, when there's links, it's underneath the video of the YouTube show under more. So we, we there's just no way we could be posting 5,000 characters every time on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So unfortunately to get what we were talking about, you do have to, you don't have to watch there. We prefer when you do, because then you can be part of the chat and it's, uh, it's easier when you have questions for the doctors, but I know people like their own platform. So um, where does someone join these classes? Asks Joni. It's a special link for the sale. So you want to go to Chef AJ's YouTube and click that link. If you're not there, there might be one on my Instagram, Kathy Hester Cooks, but you can also email me or email support at healthyslowcooking.com and Cheryl will get you the link mm -hmm. to sign up and to nice. the sales page. If you use old links and things like that, they're not going to give you this discount. When the discount is done, you can click on it all you want and it won't be there anymore. And so what I want you to know is when you click on this link and you scroll all the way down, there'll be two buttons. One button says $50 a month. The other button says $500 a year. Scroll down a little bit further and it should say slash on the 50 and say 25 or slash on the 500 and say 250. If it does not say that, I suspect you did not click through the correct link. Instead of buying it and asking for a refund, email support at Healthy Slow Cooking and Cheryl will help you through the purchasing process. Yeah, cut, uh, operators are standing by. <laughs> Cheryl, you're going. <laughs> and and if and if by. you if you're coming from this show from Chef AJ show and you have to send me an email at. Uh, support at healthyslowcooking.com. Just mention that you found it through Chef AJ's so that I can make sure that the proper link gets to you. Yeah, because okay. uh, you guys are more fun than, I don't know, than a barrel of fondue and you will be coming back. <laughs> I want a shirt that says that. Yeah, bitching in the kitchen with Cheryl. <laughs> You'll be coming back before Super Bowl next month. So I don't know if you have anything special for game day you want to make or Valentine's Day you'll be coming back before. I don't think we make special food for President's Day. <laughs> we could. Let me think about that. If you guys have some um, some requests, let me know. Oh, maybe like finger foods for Super Bowl stuff. Yeah, we can always make um, my air fried soy curls. My Southern air fried soy curls are really awesome. We also often eat them over compliant mashed potatoes with my golden gravy mix and then lots of greens, a mess of greens that we cook up. Mm, we got a mess of greens in there still to eat. I know. We have a whole other thing of greens that if you guys hung out with us on New Year's Day, we made greens and cornbread and we ended up eating the black eyed peas the black eyed peas didn't cook overnight like they were supposed to yeah it was but kind I of a bummer I, I think it was a user error i think i picked the wrong setting on the slow cooker by accident but we ate them for dinner so we're going to have all the luck and health and money this year this is a mess of greens <laughs> chef mm -hmm. aj do you have collard greens where you I, I 
I don't, oh, we get them. I don't have them in the house right now, but you know who serves them a lot is Himalaya, the the one of the vegan oh, yeah. to, and he he tends to make them. Those are great because they're not bitter. No, and you know, here's the trick, and I don't I don't know if this works the same way in California as it does here. Collards before the first frost are much more bitter than collards after the first frost that they're in the ground. So obviously I'm not saying pick them before the first frost, put them in your fridge, and then magically time made them that way. It's um, actually what happens inside the leaves with some of their veins and things getting frozen a little bit and expanding. It changes the bitterness. It changes the chemical composition. Yeah. I like the after frost ones better. And at the the far the real like NC farmers market, the state farmers market, they're always as soon as the frost comes up, the signs, you know, first frost collards. Cause everybody wants them. Yummy. You don't do you grow anything? I do. And I've got some lettuces and a little bit of kale growing now. I haven't I was hoping to do more fall winter gardening, but I think next year is going to be the big one. I did lots of tomatoes, eggplant, cucumbers, herbs. I did shishito peppers and some smaller peppers. I, I did kind of a lot. I did two three kinds of basil, two kinds of oregano, two kinds of parsley, tarragon, there's more stuff. I know I'm just like drawing a blank. I have on the, the deck is on the second story. So the deer can't get there. You grew watermelons. Out there. Oh yeah. We grew some little baby watermelons. We grew two baby watermelons. They were not a real success. I but, thought they were, but the cucumbers were, they were fun to watch, but we didn't really get a lot of watermelon to eat. I think we got two bites out of one of them. But we grow edible flower. I grow a lot of nasturtiums and I'll put the leaves in salads and the flowers are edible as well. Yummy. Well, enjoy your queso. Thank you. Pizza fondue, queso, oat fondue, goat cheese, and you can like roll it depending on how thick it is. So again, the one thing I didn't show you with this, and so see how it thickens up a little bit as it gets cooler. If you mix in for this whole amount, for this little little one, I probably did a quarter teaspoon. I probably did a quarter cup or a half cup to a quarter to a half teaspoon of ground chia seeds to be able to do that. That dill one is really strong. Yeah. And one of them I put... Um, rolled in chopped fresh cranberries another one I just put dill on it and it I don't know maybe it's because it was the New Year's and I needed a little fancy but it's kind of nice that it's just compliant fancy food and I think that's kind of nice for dinner parties and things like and that and again here's the, here's the, <laughs> the even more of it the fancy fine version Nice. If you guys have some questions for anything, if you have questions about Kathy's Cooking Club, please please feel free to email. email okay, let's try this again. Not doing well. Email Cheryl at support at healthyslowcooking.com. If you have some cooking questions in general, you can email me at kathyhester at gmail.com. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But Chef AJ, it's always such a treat and a highlight of my month to get to hang out with you. It's more fun than a barrel of fondue. <laughs> <laughs> and no goat was no goats were harmed in the creating. 
even though she said that she was going to use goats in the recipe. That's funny. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. You know, this was so fun. Oh, well, thank you. And you guys have just the very best 2024. Mm -hmm. And if you if you picked a word for the year or an intention, we are here to support you in that. Mm -hmm. So just go out and just kick some butt. That's all I got to say. Great. Thanks, guys. And thanks, all of you, for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time for the Q&A with Dr. Jessica Cranch. She is a plant-based dermatologist from Manhattan, and she talks about healthy skin and glowing from within. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. And there's just a lot more buttons to click now. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye.